0: It is an IU Women's Basketball-focused podcast today as we are joined by special guest Seth Tau of the Bloomington Herald-Times to talk about a busy offseason for the Hoosiers and look at McKinsey Holmes' season as we continue our individual season recaps. Exciting episode in store today. You are Locked On Hoosiers,
1: your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: Your team, every day. What is up, guys? It is Thursday, April 21st. This, as always, is Locked on Hoosiers. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude, coming to you five days a week. Your only daily IU podcast where we talk all news, uh, analysis, previews, recaps, of all IU athletics, thank you guys for making Lockdown Hoosiers part of your day today, specifically your first listen every single day. Uh, reminder we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where we premiere our episodes there at 7 a.m. daily. You can join in on the conversation there. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props odds in lines than ever before bet online where the game starts mention it at the top we have a special guest coming up here in just a moment Seth Tao who I apologize I pronounced his name wrong right off the bat great first impression but uh, Seth covers the women's basketball team for the Bloomington Herald Times we have him on to talk about a a busy offseason with transfers for the Hoosiers as they kind of reload after a, a successful season once again, and then look at Mackenzie Holmes' season. That is, obviously, a, the injury right in the middle of it is a big talking point, and then we kind of look ahead to see what the expectations for her are this upcoming season. As always, though, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers, and on Instagram at LockedOnHoosiers. And without further ado, let's dive into this conversation. Now, as promised, I am joined by uh, IU women's bat writer for the Bloomington Herald-Times, Seth Toe. Seth, man, uh, it was an exciting season for this women's basketball team, and they've sure kept you busy during the offseason as well. What's, uh, what's it been like trying to stay up to date with all these transfers and recruiting and commitments and all that? Not to correct you or anything, but it's Tau. Um, yeah, well, I absolutely correct me. I apologize. Yeah, things
1: have been hectic uh, since the season ended. I mean, they had Gary commit in the middle of the tournament run, and then you kind of knew that something was going to have to happen roster-wise at some point, and it all just kind of came together. <laughs> it all came together at the same time, which is just that, that one weekend was nutsy. And you know, we'll see if there if, if there's more to come or if you know, if this is it, but it it was a hectic couple it's been a hectic couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, it was about a, a forty-eight hour period where they uh, land a couple of transfers and commitments all kind of at the the same time a really busy weekend. And uh it's it's really interesting because um, you headed into this off season with this team, um I mean, it was kind of the end of an era of sorts with with so many players moving on. And there were a lot of questions about how they would replace them. And uh, while the players certainly aren't kind of like for like replacements, you can see each of the three transfers they have coming in um, are going to step into holes left by the players that are kind of moving on with with Scalia kind of stepping into the hole left by Nicole and then uh, Sydney with Ali Patberg and Gary with Gulbay. Um, how important was it to to just land this, rec- or this, I almost said recruiting class, transfer class, I guess, as a whole to to kind of keep this momentum going?
1: really important. I mean, you lost three foundational players of, for the program. I mean, obviously, Allie Papberg and everything she did over her four years playing for IU and, I mean, five total years. And, I mean, in Golbe and Cardano Hillary, you lost you know a big chunk of the foundation of the program and you know this wasn't a very deep team last year in the past few years it hasn't been a really deep team they've leaned so heavily on their starting five that when you lose three out of the five starters on a team like that it's it's a big deal and there were some real you know there there was some some reason for optimism with some other players but there were a lot of question marks and these transfers are were really really important to land just both for next year's roster itself and for the next few years down the road.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And kind of want to touch on each of these transfers um, a little more in depth here. And we can kind of start at the backcourt as a pairing because um, I think they bring kind of a a important dynamic to this IU team that they didn't have last season with three-point shooting. Um, If there was a a big weakness, I think for this IU team last year, it was that they didn't shoot the ball particularly well from the, from outside they'd have moments, but um, as a whole, it wasn't really a strength for this team. Just how important is it to get uh, someone in Scalia who shot 38% from three last year and Parrish, who was a little bit lower at 34 or 35% um, or Scalia, excuse me, 38% is her career average 41% is what she shot last year. How important is it to get players like that that are going to be able to stretch the floor for this team? I
1: mean, it's massive. you said, it. they didn't have, you know, Scalia's three-point shooting percentage was higher than anybody on Indiana's last season. I mean, you'll remember she almost single-handedly beat IU at yeah. Assembly Hall in yeah. February. It had a big game, and, you know, she did that for Minnesota all season. I mean, she was Minnesota's best player last year. I mean, that in itself, I think is a big deal. Just getting a, for a program to get a player like that from within the conference. But as far as IU, I mean, three point shooting, it wasn't a weakness. Like their, their three point percentage as a team I was top 100 in the country, but they were just much lower volume. You know, they, you know, they, they preferred to lean on, you know, their, their bigger strengths were the post game and, and pretty much race burger in the mid range and obviously get, and, you know, get it, they preferred to try to get to the rack. So, you know, it's not like they were bad at three point shooting. It just wasn't something they relied on, but getting someone in Scalia changes everything with that because she was, you know, she averaged way more attempts, obviously, than any per game and anybody on IU did. So it kind of gives you an extra element you can utilize in your game there, which, you know, not only helps you, the offense, through that, but then that opens things up for everybody else on the floor, which I mean, and so that's really important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that, that is a much better way of putting it is that it may be, may not have been a weakness, but it wasn't a strength necessarily, or not their biggest strength certainly that um, they had last season. So it wasn't something that they did often. Uh, and then looking at, at Alyssa Geary who um, comes in and fills a hole left by Alexa Goulbay now in that front court, uh again i mean to have somebody with as much experience as she has to be able to come in because that was maybe one of the biggest question marks is how indiana fills that specific spot because there wasn't quite as much depth in that front court this year uh, to get an experienced player like that to come in she was the first of the transfers to commit i mean again how important is that for the for the hoosiers
1: No, I just wrote a big feature uh, on Gary and how she ended up here. And if you didn't see that, you can check that out on the Herald times website and, and make sure you subscribe and, and all that good stuff. But yeah, without giving too too much of that stuff away, you know, she, I, there's a lot of her game that it, it, people are just kind of assuming, I think that, that Oh, you know, she'll step in for Alexa Golbe. I a, I'm not sure it's a guarantee that she's going to start. I think there's now a lot of, different lineup combinations that they could go with. And I'm not, I think it's way too early to say what's going to happen. Another thing, she's coming off an injury that not everybody knew about that. I mean, she was battling a a shoulder injury all season last year. That's why her numbers dropped last year from her numbers dropped as a senior at Providence, but then they were from her junior year at Providence. It's because she was battling a shoulder injury all year. So, you know, she had shoulder surgery, in March, like while she was going through this recruit recruiting process to transfer, so she's still kind of you know I, from what they from what she says they're you know it's on track and you know she should be back to shooting normally over the summer if if that timeline holds, but who knows I mean you know coming off of an injury you never know what what can happen and a shoulder injury is a pretty big one for basketball players, but you know when you look at her game I think there's a lot of similarities between Golday and, and Golday's game and uh, Gary's game. They both kind of play that stretch four slot uh, and Gary can shoot from the outside like, like uh, Alexa did. And, um, you know, from what I could tell, Gary was a pretty good passer too. She took a while uh, coming out of high school to kind of fill out her frame. So she always played a little bit more like a guard. And so, you know, because of that, she has that kind of ball handling ability. And I mean, we didn't even see a ton of that from alexa at times, time to where you you know you felt comfortable with her it, not that she couldn't handle the ball but you know it, she you wouldn't put her as ball handler type necessarily so that might even be a little bit of an extra element uh, of sorts but i think it there's still a lot of unknown with alyssa because of the injury but i think you know and and they only have one year of eligibility out of her compared to uh Potentially multiple for both Scalia and Parrish because of because of COVID years. So it's not as much of a down the road thing getting Alyssa, but it, it is an important ad for this team because the other without her, the front court was McKenzie and Keon, just hoping that everybody else kind of improved enough. So I think it, it was really important just from a depth standpoint, but I think she, there's a good, it, it's very reasonable that she could, uh, very plausible that she could be really important on the floor.
0: Yeah. And the, as you mentioned, it, it isn't a kind of a foregone conclusion. She starts when I would, when we did our season recap on Chloe Moore McNeil, I kind of hypothesized that if I, wants to go small, that maybe she starts in the, uh, maybe not as a stretch four, but maybe to just space the floor out a little bit. And there's a couple of different ways Indiana could go with this, but, uh, They have depth. They have options that 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 depth wasn't always there last season, uh, especially when McKenzie got hurt. I mean, I know it's it's way off into the future and, and there's still some things that have to shake out in terms of transfers and things like that. But I mean, what are kind of the early expectations for this IU team? Is it to be again competing for a Big Ten title next season?
1: with the ads they've made. And I mean, you have two all Americans returning with, with Mackenzie Holmes and Grace Berger, the two, the two best, play, you know, you lost a lot in terms of the foundation of the program, but the two best players on the team are back. You have that. And once Grace came back, they were always going to at least be able to be competitive next season. And the pieces they've added around them now, I think they have enough to, I, to you know, be up there among the I don't know that they're the favorites, necessarily yeah. i think it's and obviously it's april it's too it's still pretty yeah. early to say that anybody's a clear favorite for for we're talking about games that start in november but you know i think the reasonable expectation yeah is you know continuing to compete for a big 10 title
0: yeah it's going to be fascinating to see how that all that shakes out it was an exciting big 10 season this year they have quite the uh quite the season to match or live up to and expectations to live up to, but uh, hopefully it's an exciting one this season with Indiana near the top. Again, you mentioned that they're returning to all Americans and one of them, obviously being Mackenzie Holmes, we're going to dive into her season with the Hoosiers and uh, look ahead to see how she might be a a big factor in this upcoming season as well here in just one moment. Before we talk about Mackenzie Holmes' season, uh, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking athletic greens because I wanted better gut health. So what is athletic greens? If you're like me, you've heard about it on podcasts all the time. Well, with one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source super superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you with to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients support your gut health your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, focus, recovery, and aging, literally everything. It's a cure-all for you guys. Uh, The best part is it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. And Athletic Greens has 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes. It's trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash college. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Now for a big announcement starting Thursday, April 28th, a week from today, tune into Locked On NFL Drafts live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft. All three days, they will have real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. For those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked On's NFL Mock Draft special hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. It is up all week this week leading up to the first pick. The Locked On NFL Draft live coverage will be over at the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page. Odyssey's mock draft will be on Odyssey and Locked On NFL Draft podcast feeds. Coverage of the draft will start at 7 p.m. night 1, 6.30 night 2, 11.30 a.m. on the third day. Like I said, the mock draft is up all this week and Monday as well. Get all you guys need on the upcoming NFL Draft from those guys. Now let's dive into McKenzie Holmes' season in Bloomington. Indiana, beginning of the season, um, a lot of the success that they had came on the back of McKenzie Holmes playing really, really well. Uh, had a couple of Big Ten Player of the Week um, awards, I guess, and uh, was re- really came out of the gates flying for this Indiana team. So uh, when you look back on it feels like you kind of got to break it up and to a couple different parts, almost like pre-injury, post-injury, um, kind of how you have to almost look at this IU team or IU season as a whole a bit. But when you look at how McKinsey kind of started the season, um, I guess, what did you kind of make of her early season success and uh, the importance it had to IU kind of coming out of the- a little bit?
1: I say about this particular question with a grain of salt, since I wasn't actually on the beat at that point. I yeah. I started this job in mid-January, and by that point, Mackenzie, I, I came in while they were in the middle of their COVID pause, so I wasn't here. I knew I was getting the job at that, you know, while Mackenzie was still healthy. But when you have a, a full-time job covering, you know, a whole another school and a whole <laughs> another part of the and a whole another part of the country, you can only really keep up with things so much. And I was not really able to keep up with them at all when you have all these other teams to cover and things like that. So that said, you know, she was lighting it up. I mean, I think it says a lot that she only played, you know, half the big 10 schedule ish. And she still was an, was I think second team, all big 10 this past year. So, you know, that speaks to how well she played at least when she was healthy, because you know, like I know you're going to get into a bit after this, like she wasn't the same after the injury. So, you know, she was lighting it up early. I mean, she dropped 30 on Ohio state. I mean, she looked like, you know, she, she was playing like the all American that she was as a junior. The mm-hmm. sophomore, excuse me.
0: Yeah. And she looked, she was probably one of the early kind of big 10 player of the year front runners before they really even got into I guess, before they even got into Big Ten play, but uh, early on, absolutely, that Kentucky game as well that she scores 29 points in, and yeah, I mean, that that's a great point because she very much was not the same when she came back, but she was so impressive at the beginning of the season that um, they kind of named her, not that she didn't deserve it, but a, a lot of that all Big Ten honors, I think, was based on what she was doing early on in the season, and then Obviously, as you mentioned, and uh, as everybody I'm sure remembers, kind of, I believe early January. Yeah, early January, she goes down with an injury that um, really, I don't want to say left Indiana reeling because they still um, were able to compete without her. But it was it was a big blow to this team and really um, kind of set them back. What type? I mean, you were able to not <laughs> you were here as they were kind of. Going through life without Mackenzie Holmes, I mean, what type of impact did that have on the team without her?
1: I mean, you can't overstate it. I mean, it, there's—it's a fair question. I think at the time I was right. You know, as she was starting to get make her way back, I—I I was writing things like, "Oh, they're getting their best player back." And you know, obviously, in hindsight, I think it's fair to question if Grace Berger wasn't already the best player on the team by that point. So, you know, that's just kind of semantics, but. You know, Mackenzie and Grace were the two best players on the team, and th- like I said before, this team wasn't super deep. And you had Keandra Brown step in, and Keandra was battling an injury all season too. I mean, she missed that time at the end of the season, but this injury was really bothering her all season long. And and I more than I think more than people more than she would let on about it. I think, and I think you know what she was able to give was probably the max that she was able to give it get it given the limitations i think it's also i think at the same time it's still fair to say there there's a big drop-off between Mackenzie holmes and Keander brown even normally so it's a really big deal for a team that wasn't that deep to begin with they just kind of had to figure it out and uh, they would say all the time that you know they know that not one person is going to step in and make up for what they lost in McKenzie in McKenzie, it was going to have to be a little bit of everybody, you know, everybody just stepping up that little bit more, you know, and, and honestly, it it was a lot of Alexa Golbe being really, really good and stepping it up in that point. And, you know, she, she kind of knew that she had to in some, in some sense, but she wasn't, you know, they, she wasn't going out there trying to press. Uh, She'll, I, I, I've talked to her about it when I did my big feature on her going into the tournament that. I mean, she's hot streaks and she found her hot streak at the perfect time for Indiana, because if she didn't do that and make up for what they were, I mean, she didn't solely make up for what they lost to McKenzie because you just don't. But if she didn't step it up at that point, I'm not sure where Indiana ends up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Alexa was by far the biggest in terms of kind of production, stepping it up. I thought when she went down and, Eventually, um, McKenzie comes back late in the season. You probably could not have asked for a tougher slate of games for her to come back in against uh, Cezano and Diamond Miller at at Maryland to to end the regular season. But, um, I mean, as you kind of said earlier, it never really felt like she was the same player. I don't think you could have realistically expected her to be to to come back into the kind of heart of a, a, a tournament run. A uh, uh, title run; they were trying to win the title in the game. She's coming back, and um but did it ever? I mean, there were flashes and moments, and I think back to that Maryland game in the Big Ten tournament, and there were times where it felt like she was getting close to what she was. But did it ever really feel like she was able to get back to what she was early in the se- season?
1: There, like you say, there
0: were flashes of it,
1: and I think there were flashes of it. I'm not, I don't think she ever really put it back together for a full game. I don't know that, and I'm not sure that anybody in the program would suggest that she did. I don't think, you know, she just wasn't there. And, and a lot of it had to do with not just the tough, you mentioned the tough place to come back for. It was just, it had just as much, if not more to do with, you know, the condensed schedule that she returned in the middle of, because she came back for the Northwestern game without having practice. Yeah. Because, I mean, she just, you know, she, she was spending so much time just getting back to, to, you know, you know, her conditioning, she, she just didn't have the time to really work her conditioning level back up and her, you know, she was, she had spent so much time rehabbing her knee and getting her knee to a point where she could play and just kind of manage through whatever pain still existed with the knee, but she wasn't ever ever able to really, she didn't have that much time to rebuild her endurance. So that's, that was a bigger problem than, than the tougher opponents is that she came back in. And I mean, you, you knew that when she came back for that Northwestern game, she was only going to be able to give you so much and they ended up beating Northwestern anyway. And I mean, there were times, it's it just put the coaching staff, I think, in a really tough position because instead of having that practice time where you can kind of, you know, keep working yourself up to a point where you're going to, you know, keep filling that energy bar to get back to a hundred, closer to a hundred percent, that time had to be minutes and games. And, you know, there's, it's it can be really tough like with when you're playing a tough team like Iowa, where you know those are really important games and against a pretty good team, it's it's a tough balance to strike between wanting to get Mackenzie the minutes she needs to get back to full strength, so you can have a, a more strong Mackenzie Holmes for March. There's a there's a balance strike between that and wanting to make sure you're putting your team in position to win the game and. It, it's hard when those things are at odds with each other. It's really hard, and that was the case in some of those Iowa games, where you're kind of having to make the call between: do we keep McKenzie out there, or do we pull the, on this, do we pull the plug on her today, and you know, just hope that we can kind of keep it, keep it together with everybody else like we were before? And I think it was just a really tough position for Indiana to be in. And yeah, you know, McKenzie, McKenzie was just never the same after that injury, and in the Big Ten tournament and in the NCAA tournament once she had some more time, practice time under her belt where she could, you know, log those mi- log those minutes and, you know, get up and down the floor and get that conditioning level back closer to what it was before.
0: But she was never
1: really the same.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, we've mentioned a couple times trying to get your endurance up playing Sonano is about as tough of a task as anybody is ever going to have. Um, those two Iowa games I mean she ended up playing Iowa three times in uh, a couple weeks there so that was about as tough as it could possibly be in that regard but um, she was able to have those moments where she looked like the McKenzie Holmes of old and now heading into next season having her back uh, we're gonna look at kind of how important it is for her to get back to that all-American level and and uh, what maybe some of the roles or expectations for her are going to be next season before we look forward betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the major league baseball season betonline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs esports and more Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Now let's head back into this conversation uh, about McKinsey Holmes' season, this, uh, this upcoming season. So you mentioned that, uh, I mean, it was kind of neck and neck and there's probably debates for both as to who was the best player on this team last season. The fortunate thing is that both her, both McKinsey and Grace are back uh, for uh this next season, uh, how important is it for this IU team to have McKenzie playing um, at the level she was playing at before her injury this upcoming season now?
1: I mean, it's really important. I, I mean, they're a deeper team, most likely than what they were a year ago, in the past couple years. They're, they're going to have a little bit more depth, but that doesn't mean that the team is going to be the same and be able to meet its expectations. If McKenzie Holmes isn't doing what, what, what you expect from her, which is, you know, get, like you say, getting back to that all big 10 all American type of form where she's, you know, able to pretty much take over a game and dominate. And like, I, like I said before, I think that adding a three point shooting around her is only, can only help open more things up for her. I think, you know, if, if when they had Geary on the floor with McKenzie, I mean, Alyssa played with another four an off another forward at Providence, like, you know, like kind of like McKenzie and Alexa did. So she's used to that. Aly- Alyssa is, so I, you know, it's not going to be that much different necessarily for, for Max, but I mean, it's huge for this team to try to, you know, it's season defining in some senses, if you can't have your star player at full capacity for, I mean, you saw it last year with Indiana. I mean, who knows where Indiana would have ended up? You know, I mean, obviously they end up finishing, but you know, hosting and having a strong season. And, you know, who knows how much of a difference it would have made to have McKenzie, you know, for the whole season. But you know, it would have made some sorts of difference and that, you know, they would have been that much better all season if she hadn't gotten hurt. And it just, it changes everything. And, you know, they're going to need McKenzie next year.
0: Yeah, if nothing else, then you're most likely not playing a national finalist and effectively a road game in the NCAA tournament. And uh, those kind of little things uh, matter along the way. Uh, I mean, you mentioned, I think one of the biggest things that might really help her next season is having three-point shooters on the floor surrounding her. And maybe more so having shooters that the defense is going to have to be aware of with with a scout at the parish, um, because the floor wasn't always quite as open last season, even with having Goulbay who can stretch the floor a bit. Uh, I mean, having that kind of extra space can can only be a good thing for her next season as well, right? Absolutely. I
1: mean, that was always it's something that, you know, when, when you were able to start getting these flashes of three-point shooting from this team last year, you would start to think, oh, the, the, how much they could open things up excuse me, how much they could open things up if they could get that more consistently. And even just seeing, you know, some of the flashes, flash in the pants from, from Moore McNeil, like if you get on a consistent basis from her and, you know, if you're, if you're getting a consistent presence, not just in, in the number of shots you're able to make, but in the number of shots you're going to be attempting to where you're going to force these defenders to come out and really pay attention to you more than they were the past couple of years. And that makes a really big difference. And, you know, it can only, you know, when you have, when you add that into what, when McKenzie's healthy is already a pretty elite post game. And when you have adding that to that plus Grace Berger in the mid range, which is elite, then it's just, you know, it makes the offense more well-rounded. It gives them more combinations to work with. And, you you know, it just gives them more options, which is not something you could always say about this team the last few years. They had a lot of talent and they had, you know, they have the the, the starting five and they have the, the, the players to make a run, but they didn't always have a lot of options if they got into trouble for this reason or that reason. And I, it, it, this team for next season is shaping up to be one that has more flexibility and more options.
0: Yeah. And it's exciting to think about is all the kind of, Ways this team could put lineups around Grace, around McKenzie, around the pair of them, obviously. And, uh, I mean, just kind of wrapping up and looking to McKenzie's next season. I mean, she's going to be, uh, I would assume, one of kind of the preseason All-Big Ten or the watch list or whatever it ends up that they end up putting out. I guess, what are the expectations for her Kind of individually next season, uh, when she takes the floor for Indiana. Specifically,
1: oh, you know she should do this. You know, she she should wait. You can't just say oh she should win Big Ten Player of the Year because yeah. you can't go into a season thinking that that's the goal because then I mean one player in the whole conference wins it. There's a lot of good players in the Big Ten, like you said before. Who really knows? But i uh if if she's that you know I'm pretty sure that she's you know by the, by the time they get back uh in the summer or next season like that she'll be if mean, she had plenty of time by that point to work herself back to full conditioning certainly by the time that they take four for next season uh in the fall I mean, in some sense i mean she's when she's healthy she's one of the best players in in the country she's one of the best players certainly in the Big ten and you know, is she gonna be the best big in the Big Ten? Not necessarily. Like you say, Sus back. Um, you know, there, there's good teams around the conference. It's not even a, it's not a lock that Indiana will win the conference, certainly. They should be in contention. For McKenzie. I mean she needs to be the dominant post player in most games. If she's controlling the post in most games Indiana plays, they'll be they'll be in pretty good shape.
0: hmm It's gonna be exciting to watch. Hopefully we get a fully healthy McKenzie Holmes against some of these top post players next season to uh because those are always exciting to watch. It was exciting to watch her against NC State, against Maryland when she was healthy, and, and things like that. So I'm excited to see McKenzie back to full health. Seth, I, I appreciate it a ton having you come on. As you said earlier, everybody go check out his work at the Bloomington Herald Times. I, I read the story on Alyssa. Uh, a little tease is that an IU player, former IU player, helped recruit her to uh, to Bloomington as well. So uh, be sure to go check that out. And uh, again, thanks a ton for coming on today. Thanks again to Seth for coming on uh, and staying on despite me again mispronouncing his name. I apologize on that. Uh, There was a little bit of an audio issue. uh, I'm sure you guys heard with his uh, voice at the start of questions, but I appreciate you guys sticking out and listening to this podcast today. Uh, Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We'll be back tomorrow uh, doing one more individual season recap this week, looking at Jordan Geronimo's season, the breakout he had at the end of the year as well. Uh now for your second listen head on over to Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love you guys have given us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. Most importantly, though, guys, have a tremendous Thursday in Elio.